The Turtles Podcast. Woo! And we're back! Another episode of Turtles Podcast. Uh, fresh off uh, what I'm assuming is a glorious win, an epic adventure, and uh, <laughs> many wonderful, wholesome family stories for everybody to share. Uh, this, however, is not... Uh, gonna be a podcast from Kelowna. Uh, I was able to meet up with uh, Uncle Drew, uh, Drew Hoagie, uh, just before heading out because, as we all now know, the beautiful hats that he had made for everybody uh, was a nice gift that he wanted everybody to have for Kelowna. He, he wanted to keep that tradition of, of swag for Kelowna alive, so he's got, uh, he's got hats for those that weren't able to come to Kelowna. We've got uh, some surprises for the next three callers. <laughs> she would blow morning radio. <laughs> Such an idiot. Um, this is actually the night before taking off and I'm finishing uh, doing an agreement for a customer. So I'm finishing up work after cleaning the entire house today just so I can go to Kelowna uh, guilt-free and not have a super mad wife. <laughs> it's just like, why are you leaving me with the kids? Shut up, your house is clean. I'm going by. Um, guys, it's okay. Uh, she's never going to listen to this. And the only way she'll find out about it is if somebody shows it to her. You can't just tell her about it because she's still not going to listen. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I thought it was a, a great, uh, another, I guess, interview uh, style just like Bundy the last time because I, honestly I don't know too much about Drew so it was a great time for me to maybe find out a little bit more than just the superficial good game high five you look cute in those shorts uh, you make me uncomfortable um kind of chat but yeah I just find out about uh, his running which is why he's not in Kelowna and uh, I think it's really cool I I found out uh, that we have similar interest in running and also chat a little bit about uh, just Kelowna favorite moments so um, uh, I guess we'll we'll get right into it won't take too much time with the uh, intro because I should probably finish up work and go to bed because we got a long day of just nonsense or a long weekend of nonsense ahead of us so uh, the yeah so next week will be start uh, of probably what I'm guessing is going to be numerous weeks of, uh, of content. It, it might be the point where it is all of June is is uh, two two episodes a week, <laughs> depending on what kind of content we can air from this weekend. So uh, hopefully we're all still alive. Uh, hopefully everybody is all intact with all their digits and uh, uh, fairs are, are all taken care of and, and we're all happy and, and joyous from the, the, the mighty rompus that we had over the weekend. Oh, jolly good times. I'm obviously tired. Um, the outro today. This one I feel I need to explain a little bit. Do you ever have like an idea that kind of like bursts into your head in the middle of the night? This was kind of like one of those. So I just piddled around on the piano and I found like this beat that I played with 
and, and then I kind of got an idea for this originally. Uh, it's basically just making fun of how we make fun of everything. Basically, just our poo-poo, where our brain goes with humor, but um, also just a fan of hip-hop and how <laughs> it's super hyper-masculine. Um, but, uh, so, but so this idea came to me like just as I'm falling asleep. Uh, the day I had played with uh, this beat on the piano and I was like, well, shit, I gotta go write this now. So, uh, this was one of those just kind of weird, quirky kind of, I don't know, I guess little skits or scenes that play out in my head and then my mental illness comes out in, in this form of what I think is funny. I hope you guys find it funny as well and not overly annoying or anything. Um... Long pause, dramatic effect. Can't think of anything else. So, uh, take care, guys. Love you, and uh, I hope we are all winningers. Winningers! Yay! Congratulations to whoever won the night one belt. By the way, I bet it's a great story. Yeah, we've had a couple of those where it's like a 9 a.m. start or a 10 a.m. start. It's awful. One, because it takes away like a Friday, because we go there, we want to enjoy the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday. Year we had a pretty favorable schedule. Uh, yeah, last year was awesome. I think our first game wasn't until like noon or one. Or something like that. Later, for sure. Which was fine, and I think that's why we went so hard on the Friday. But, uh, yeah. We've we've hit play uh, a little bit different because it's uh, we're having coffees and water at uh, at a or should we just lie shit faced at lunchtime? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, are meeting up for uh, a lunch date with Hoagie. Uh, we've talked about uh, Chuck's apparently number one choice for a top athlete on the team. Absolutely. <laughs> we can write some some wrongs that I heard in that episode too. But first okay. of all, thanks for the uh, spot in the cockpit here. I really appreciate it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, well, let's dive into it. You you have some rebuttals to. I, to... I heard somebody say that Brent would hands down beat everyone in basketball. Ooh. And... Absolutely not the case. <laughs> I would take Brent in basketball. Okay. Sure. I, here's the thing: is that I'm not a basketball player in the slightest. So I'm a spectator. I have, I just the way, same way I play football, I play basketball and soccer. Like no touch, just no finesse. Just all balls. All, just, mouth. <laughs> all mouth. Yeah. All mouth. Great. I say that um, without ever seeing Brent play basketball. But I'm just I'm taking Chuck's side. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, also, maybe just back it up, because we never played football together. I guess it's kind of similar that we were ships in the night yeah. as far as our playing careers. You are the young blood on the team. That's right. <laughs> you are fresh legs. Uh, I'm 38-year-old fresh legs. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, uh, you're a breath of fresh air for all of us uh, 40-somethings. Um, but I guess maybe wind it back, just maybe for my own selfish need, like a little bit of like your athletic history, where you came from, and then uh, similar to, I guess, the, the, the Bundy one, just find out a little bit more... Uh, about you and, and, and how we ended up on the same team. Sure. So my to go way back, and that's why I bring up the basketball comment, I actually come from a basketball family. Okay. So my dad's a coach, has been forever. I grew up playing basketball um, and then actually switched to football in high school. Yeah. Played a little bit of bantam football, actually, in the Calgary Bantam Leagues. Okay. Um, I say a little bit 
where we came from, it just from Okotoks actually is where I grew up. So, the oh, uh, what was the the, the dogs? Eagles. Eagles, sorry. Eagles. Yeah. So I played a year a year there. Had no fun. It also conflicted with hockey. And at the time uh, I was playing hockey. Yeah. So I ended up giving up football. Revisited in um, high school. So then I played for the Foothills Falcons out there. There's two high schools. Okay. The Falcons, and then from there uh, played grade 10, 11, 12, and then um, went to Dinos. So that's how my playing career. I did the same as you. I didn't do the junior route. Went yeah. Straight to university. So did the redshirt year, um, and then played for eligibility years. Nice. And then, but you're right. So my <coughs> Dino career would be 2003 to 2007, I believe. Okay. And yeah, because so we because my last year was 2002, so we just missed each yeah, other. Exactly right. I, I regret that. I don't know if you feel the same way, but for myself, it was everybody that I knew, all my friends, like Chuck, uh, friends from the years past, like Pat and Danny yeah, and yeah. other guys had already gone to the dinos. And so that was a really big part of their recruitment was, hey, you already know these guys. So I didn't want to go the junior route without knowing what I wanted to do for university. Sure. And I just wanted to be the, I really wish I went the junior route because it would have let me get into my old man body. Because yeah. we know, we always joke about like old man strength, right? Oh, 100%. Like, well, I, I started at Dinos, I weighed 150 pounds, I think. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That was my first year playing receiver at Dinos. So, yeah, I wish yeah. I uh, developed a little bit further. And then so. be able to actually make a contribution to Dinos, where I feel like I went in, I was undersized, so I went the opposite. So I bulked my second year. I got up to over 200 pounds. So I was like 210. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I'm full of muscle. And everyone's like, you are fat as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you are slow. You are no longer an athlete. And I was yeah. like but I'm big and they're like no so I was like oh I wish I had done smarter with my body and yeah. stuff like that so it would have given me a little bit more time to maybe not to, to I guess yeah I don't want to poop on the junior program but it is a stepping stone so I don't want to say like I'm too good for a junior to use it as stepping stone for dinos but at the time like I really wish I had capitalized on on my post-secondary I agree because very similar thought process is like I just gonna move this a little closer. I absolutely like cherish and love like the guys that I met in my first couple years. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the guys obviously are guys that we play with now. Um, but from a developmental standpoint, you're right. I didn't contribute. I redshirted, like I say, didn't contribute to Dinos. But playing junior might have at least at least kept me on the field and then done things differently, taken a different avenue. But either way, I don't regret a thing I did. Nice. So, well, exactly. It got us. It got us here. Yeah. yeah. So. I, do I think that that would have been a stepping stone to enhance my career in football? No. But would it have met me a new group of guys probably and got me on the field at a different level? Yeah. Am I too good for it? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, absolutely not. But uh, you, yeah. you're, you're too good for everything. Uh, you're, you're too good know. for all of us here. You are far better than <laughs> as Chuck so graciously sucked your dick about the other episode. You are far better it. than all it of us great. here. It's yeah. good. It's yeah. nice. You'd think the stubble would itch. It doesn't. It it's, doesn't. It's yeah. nice. It's like, yeah. uh, have you ever laid down on like one of those pressure point mats? Yes. It's really nice. It is. You would, if you had just one pressure point, it hurts. It's not fun. But uh, the breast, anyways, that's really random. Uh, I've also realized, like, <laughs> listening to myself, I sound so gay all of the time. Like, I didn't realize, like, I'm comfortable with it. It's who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. I just didn't realize, like, I make a lot of those same jokes. It's more and, if anybody knew who, not particular to you, but even the group of guys. Yeah. And I think it goes with most guy friends, is uh, it's not gay. It's 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 like the, the chimpanzees when they're grooming, right? Sure. It's, it's a grooming yeah. technique, We're is what I'm going to say. I'm going to yeah. say that. You guys got some tacos here? We do. Thank you. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. You're welcome.
Um, or coffee if we can, please. We are. <laughs> we are, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a bunch of losers, and we all just talk because we we have FOMO, so we're all kind of spread out, so we all can't get together anymore. So we just record conversations and then put it. It's not like we're broadcasting to a lot of people. There's literally 30 people that record it that listen each week, um, and that's it. So. Yeah. So it's you know, it could build. So you guys it, like it just you guys talking about random stuff? Yeah. It's yeah. We're 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 friends, we played football together, so we're just kinda relive glory days and um share stories is kind of all it is. Super cool. Super I know, lame, but no, I think <laughs> okay. that's awesome. so it stays alive forever. That's yeah. Why. Well yeah, exactly. It'll live on like long after your body perishes. You know? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's our elevator pitch. I guess we should work on that, right? If one day, if it, if it ever gets to the point that we want to get like sponsors or something, we should probably do something better than just like we're a bunch of losers. I should probably <laughs> market that, that better. Well, I kept her at the table anyway. Kept her. Oh. There you go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> she only brought one lime though, hey? No, I got a lime. No, oh, yeah, it, but you only get, well, you're supposed to have two at each. Okay. One's fine. Just because it'll... Well, are you sure? Because, yeah, the lime, the lime really does make a difference. I, I will take more limes then. Okay. okay. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks. Aw, thank you. So, anyways, that's, so, uh, that's, that's kind of my history. It's not very detailed. I, I was one of the... Growing up, playing all different types of sports. So I did which which I, I, I can see that, right? Because you are athletic, you're agile, and it's you're, you're kind of in the same way as Dave, where every time I've seen you pick anything up, you're just natural with it. Frustrating as somebody that doesn't have natural athletic ability that has to work really hard to be good at this stuff. Frustrating, but I see it. So I, I see where, where that comes from, that you have an athletic background. So a question for you being... What made, and I've got another comment I have to make on one of the old podcasts about favorite turtles memory. Okay. But anyway, I'll get there in a minute. Um, <laughs> because I think it's an oversight from last year's May Long. But, but uh, to start, what made you actually decide to choose football and pursue football? Like uh, at, what point, it, at what point in your career, be it high school or junior or um, like uh, Bantam, I mean, that you actually sat there and were like, yeah, football's like what I want to do. Ah, that's that was. It's a. I actually have a distinct moment. Growing up, like again, I was never. I was a chubby kid growing up. I wasn't athletic. <laughs> my dad and my brothers were athletic, so like I watched football. My older brother went to Bishop Carroll, where he uh, was coached by uh, Mister Hollywood, <laughs> who we've talked about. Uh, so I, I, I just liked that. I saw him excel at that, and I, that was I admired my older brother. I always looked up to my older brother uh, Chris a lot, and he was it was very different from what you see on TV shows where they have like the older brother that picks on the little brother. Where he was legit, like he loved us. He took care of us. On weekends, he would always take us to the playground, and because he liked playing football, he would bring a football to the field. My dad came from Glasgow, so we were always into soccer. And I've already said, I don't have finesse. So a lot of my soccer moves were defensive. The Maury sidestep. Have you had that, heard that uh, rugby analogy? No. The, the Maury sidestep. Famous for the, the All Blacks, who are really good. Awesome. Thank you very much. 
uh, more lines. Um, but the Mori sidestep is where you have somebody in front of you and you lower your head right through them. So that's called the Mori sidestep. And I was very good at that from an early age. So when I played soccer, it was either that, slide tackle or Mori sidestep. Like, so I didn't have finesse. But when I went to play football, I was good at it, right? And I got noticed. And so from a family of five, that's where my personality came from too, is like, what can I do to stand out? How do I get noticed? Uh, and my brother would throw Hail Marys and I was able to catch it. So like, even from like five or six years old and having kids of myself, I'm looking back, I was like, like a 40 yard, just like Hail Mary pass. Like you don't expect a five or a six year old to catch it, but I could consistently catch a Hail Mary right. pass. And so my brother was impressed with that. So that was one of the first times I remember somebody turning their head to me, right? Uh, from like a young stage. And so that was like, a, oh, I'm getting attention for this. And so I gravitated towards that. That was actually how I developed my personality too, because then I would also like, I said something funny and then somebody noticed me. And so I was like, oh, I should keep doing these things that get me noticed. So coming from lots of therapy, <laughs> that's where that came from. And then it was, it was this random. I played my first year with Bantam, uh, grade eight. My, my mom saw that I, I talked about like her coworker, her son was uh, one of the coaches for the Cowboys. Uh, so I went there and I tried out my first year, grade seven. Didn't make it because I was a wiener. Uh, I think they felt sorry for me, grade eight. <laughs> they let me play. Uh, they called me Gushy because uh, um, it was passed on because another friend of ours, Byron, was Gushy the year before, but I came in and took a bunch of concussions that year. Nice. Also because I didn't know how a helmet was supposed to fit. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be nice and loose, like a hat, so you can get movement. And so when the coach finally, like midway through the season, realized you can spin my helmet all the way around my head, really? like my face mask, go all the way around, like, oh my God, no, of course you're Gushy. <laughs> Anytime you go into any contact, you're concussed. So so my first year, like, I wasn't good. Yeah. But then my second year, I went back for tryouts just because I met some of the guys. And it was tryout season, so commit to whatever you're doing. And I got a touchdown on, like, a 60-yard run. I had no idea what I was doing. I was scared shitless. But I broke a tackle, and I ran 60 yards in a preseason game. And I was like, I'm hooked. That was it for that was life. It. That was it, and I was done. So. Feeling. Like anything, you're very concise with your stories. I'm very long-winded. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where that's where my love of football came from, and I think more so because uh, being a social person, that's where I met a lot of my friends. And yeah. again, I was a chubby kid, so I wasn't really popular or cool, and so I was acknowledged in football. So that's where I gravitated towards it uh, from there. So that's long-winded awesome. answer to your story. I like it. Um, so we, before we, we got on here, uh, something that we both kind of have a, a, an affection for, something that we both came, went into was running or athleticism after mm -hmm. football. Uh, I want to know like what got you into training and because you've done triathlons, we've been talking about your, your marathon training, what got you into that past that football really? or has, have you always done that since you've always had like an athletic background or always just in something that was just something I, to do? I started my running career actually in seventh grade by accident um, and I, I w was really good at it out of the gate but unbeknownst to me it was one of those things where where other people notice it and they comment to you at the time but also being young being whatever 13 14 years old not actually taking into account their 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 comments and I'm talking like you know older maybe phys ed teachers and teachers that have been around for a while okay yeah and then you come through the school system and and comments like uh, thanks <laughs> like they hadn't seen times like this or, or races like that and um, and what had happened was it was actually kind of funny 
we did the Terry Fox run at school every year, which most schools do. Yeah, everyone has the, the Terry Fox run. And that was our school's version of like our school meet for cross-country running. Yeah. And then from there, the top, say, 25 go to the divisional round, and then the top 15 from there go to zones and all the way up to provincial. So we did in seventh grade, we did the Terry Fox run and peer pressure in that age, right? I just did it because the school did it for no other reason mm-hmm. and I think I got third or fourth place and a friend of mine actually and this is where maybe the competitive spirit comes in a friend of mine actually just commented like shortly after like oh yeah I got second place so I'm the second fastest in the school and you're like fourth fastest or fifth and these guys are way faster and, and it like fueled me it pissed me off one of those things where I'm and not like mad to the point where you're like hey fuck you buddy like we're not <laughs> friends anymore but mad to the point where I'm like okay then I'll try because I wasn't even trying yeah like that's, that's how <laughs> I felt in internally. You felt slighted a little bit. Yeah, and then so I I remember saying that to him like, okay, well then I'll I'll try on the in the zone meet and then we'll or the divisional meet and we'll see what happens and then and then we did the divisional meet and he of course leading up to it is I, I remember this vividly actually and he's like no don't worry it, this is all the kids in the division like if you think you're gonna be top ten in all the kids in the division like good luck uh-huh. well I won the race <laughs> and quite handily like I didn't win I won by a long shot. Wow. And then I move on to zones and of course he gets eliminated because he didn't qualify. So he goes, well, good luck next weekend, but you're not going to place in that because it's all the kids in the zone. Like all the kids in like Southern Alberta zone you're running against, like you're probably going to be lucky if you get top 15. Well, I won the zone handily. And then provincials came and in seventh grade i think it's the grade sevens race against the grade eights like it's all one age group okay which is uh, at the time a seventh grader had never won and then i went and i won the provincial race and then the same thing happened in grade eight i won every race in grade eight and then and this carried into track and field i would always do the distances in track and field like the 1500 800 and 3000 okay um and i was winning all the i won every race in um grade seven eight and then nine as well um, but it got to the point that I hated it because yeah, I see that, yeah. it was one of those where, um, like I say, a lot of comments from teachers and, and, and peers, older peers saying like, this is something you have to do. You're really good at, it. you have to do it. Growing up playing basketball, growing up playing hockey, it's always team sport. And that's, I'm a, I'm a team oriented mentality. And yeah. so I hated it because I'm like, well, what's running? Like, I don't even care about getting first place because this sucks. And, you know, people, like I say, older teachers saying, okay, we got to sign you up for a track club. You got to be in a run club. You got to do this. You got to pursue it. You can go to the university and do this. And I'm like, well, no, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy it. And I had a conversation with my dad. It's funny, just talking about getting into football and or basketball, mind you, but mm-hmm. a conversation with my dad. And I'm like, well, dad, I, I hate it. I don't like it. And he's like, listen, as long as you try, just try your hardest. And if you keep winning, then keep doing it. But the minute you don't win a race, you don't have to do it anymore. So I was like, done. But, I, but the deal was I had to try. I couldn't. I couldn't you couldn't just walk. Yeah. yeah. And so, and like I was winning races. Like when I, I remember racing against the older kids. And like I was like ready to puke after for the first time ever. Because yeah. I tried. And I still won and tried. Um, felt like shit. And then uh, that carried into, carried into uh, high school. And same thing. I'm in high school and I'm like, I don't want to run because I don't like it. Yeah. And I remember the cross country coach um, who now knew me in so 10th grade is high school in Oaks anyway um, 
who now knew me, so she actually had the principal come to my office because I or come to my classroom because I didn't uh, sign up for cross country, but I joined the football team. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun playing football, and all of a sudden I was back in a team environment. And I'm like, well, this is fucking awesome, and and never really playing competitive football like bantam for a year. But did you go to your track coach and, and did you say in a thick southern accent, "I don't want your laugh." <laughs> should have. I think the movie was just coming out at the time. Oh my god! So I should have. Um, but anyway, she, the principal, come to my office and basically tell me I'm on the cross country team without you signing up. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't want to. And he gave me the whole school spirit and school pride um, speech, and so I reluctantly, again, was like, eagles okay. and uh, yeah, and then uh, oh, that was Bantam. Sorry, that was bad. We were the Falcons. The in, Falcons. Sorry, in high school. Stupid bird. So then the funny part was, so then we had the divisional meet. Um, the day, the week after our first football game. Okay. And or maybe it was second game of the year. It doesn't matter what, what game it was. But I remember that the funny part was, so the cross country coach came and watched the football game because I told him like I'm playing football and I like it and I'm enjoying it. I'm just going to stick to that. And I actually caught a touchdown in the game and I got bladed while I caught it. So I blew up my quad mm. and then I, I legit couldn't walk for like a week. So I quit the cross country team because I'm like I can't even walk. I can't do a race next week. And then she thought I was faking. So, which I wasn't. So anyway, then carried on to track and field. So then I, I had to sign up for track and field for the same reasons. The school principal came. Long story short, I said to my dad, I'm like, I fucking hate this. I yeah. don't want to do it. I have way more fun playing football and basketball and, and these other team sports. So he let he left me with the same deal. He's like, just keep doing it until you lose. And then I went. I won uh, 3,000 meters. The event I chose and did. I only did the one. I wanted in the division, I wanted in the zone, went to provincials, and then I got third place. That's and, amazing. And I legit got third place, and I remember walking, same thing, I was ready to puke, because I ran my ass off, <laughs> and I just legit got beat, and I remember looking at my dad, and I'm like, gave him the thumbs up from the track, and he's like, that's it, you're done. Done. Look, running career over. So it was like a relief when I quit, had a lot of fun, then of course, went to university, played football, mm -hmm. and then... Um, had this itch after university just to be like get back into some kind of fitness and that's where a friend of mine got into running we started doing the shorter distances like 5k's 10k's and I was always doing it with a buddy yeah um, so we all it was more even though it was individual it was still camaraderie in training together and racing together and then as we increased we decided to uh, both say let's do our first marathon together yeah um, we started searching around we said let's do something foreign and exotic and see what comes up and we originally looked to go to Athens, Greece, um, and then decided against it. I can't remember why, but we both got into Berlin. And so we signed up Because for Berlin is easier. Uh, yeah. Probably better. Well, from what I heard, it, I've, I've always heard that um, if you want to break a record, you do Berlin. Because it's mostly fast. flat and it's fast. fast. Yeah. yeah. So we did, uh, we signed up for it, unbeknownst to us at the time, that that's one of six world major marathons on the circuit. Yeah. Um, and then it was just being in that environment, racing with like 38,000 other runners. And Pretty it, it, incredible, it's right? It's huge, yeah. And, uh, and it was one of those things where at that point I'm like, fuck, I'm hooked. Like, I want to complete all six world majors by the time <laughs> I die. And that became a life goal. And then one being uh, qualified for Boston and then the other... Uh, my life is changed. Pretty good, so right? Like, Pretty darn like, good. Because like I don't. I, I didn't I even don't read, know. to be honest with you. So the fact that like the lime and the goat cheese. Yeah, right. Pretty and good. It's just perfect. <laughs> I love it. So 
yeah. Are you doing? Are you? I'm getting interviewed. We're yeah. <laughs> we're talking joking. in the. I'm just. Joking. We're distracted I've, much. I've so. Talking, <laughs> talking way too much. So I haven't even taken a bite yet. But I will. Well, yeah. At least you're having a good time. They're great. Time. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll, I'll let you eat, but like that's kind of. So, or sorry, yeah. I, I interrupted. So in sorry. Though, and then that's where. So I did Berlin, and then I registered, signed up for New York, and then I just completed Tokyo Marathon. So I've knocked off three of the six that's world majors. Yeah. Now I'm trying to qualify for Boston, and then I got to knock off uh, Chicago, um, London, and uh, and Boston. And the Boston would be the the, the, last, the last one. Yeah. Ideally, Boston is the last one, right? For me, it's that's the pinnacle anyway. Of course, because like, it's the me, qualifier. Yeah. yeah. Like it's maybe from what I heard, it's the least fun of the six. I've heard, yeah, I've heard. Well, but yeah, I've still, heard, like the most iconic as far as exactly, what it means. Exactly, yeah. most iconic, harder, hardest to run. I've heard as well. It's a point-to-point race, so it's not like you, you don't start and finish at the same mm-hmm. point. Um, Tokyo was the same, except I don't know. Tokyo, my first time being in Japan, it was just kind of cool, different experience. Um, would I go back to Japan? 100%. But yeah. would I go back to do the marathon? No, I've done it now. Like one of those. Mm-hmm. Where Boston's kind of, to me, it's Boston's the pinnacle. So I'm focused on getting to Boston. That's my. And, and we already looked it up, but can you let everybody know what the qualifying marathon times are for the age group that you're in? So my age group is three hours, five minutes. Which is a 420 kilometer, kilometer pace. pace. Yeah. For, um, for 42k. For 42k. So I did Tokyo in 4:43, I think was my average. And and, and also, yep. also just realizing that if you hit 305, that doesn't guarantee that you're in. Not at all. Because it only it's a it's a lot system. So there's only so many racers available. That's right. So if that year there happens to be a bunch of world record holders and you get 304, but everybody else gets 302, yeah. you don't qualify. You That's just right. puked sprinting yes. for three hours to not get to qualified. Not qualified. So it's not even a guarantee. No, that's just, but that's the target time. Yeah. To give yourself the best chance to get in, that's what you need. So that's my that's my goal. And so reluctantly, I'm not joining everybody this May long weekend in Kona. Yeah. And last year was my first year doing it, Kona. And I don't know why I've missed out for so many years, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, and then, but I do remember not being able to walk for a week after that tournament. And it's, the, it's, it's painful, yeah. And the Calgary Marathon, which I'm signed up for, I'm going to go for the qualifier, the Boston qualifier in Calgary, which yeah. is the following weekend. So I'd like to be able to walk when I start that race. Unfortunately, I'll miss out on Kona. It, it does suck. You will be missed. But uh, as long as you're aware that you are now registered from here on out to Kelowna, I'm like, yeah. you're in, I'm right? In. This is a random one-off that you aren't able to make it, yeah. which is totally acceptable. But this is it. Like, <laughs> you are in for had the I, rest of your life. Had I qualified for Boston Tokyo. during the Tokyo race a month yeah. or two months ago, I would have came and not given a shit about Calgary. But Calgary's my last... I guess marathon this year. Yeah, that's my last kick to qualify this year, and we'll see what happens. That's that's amazing. I, I more personally, I don't know if anybody else cares, but what was your time for Berlin? Just pers- I just oh curiosity. Um, three three fifty five. That's impressive. That's nice. Um, I was like I said, I was running a bunch of halves and ten k's at the time. Yeah. And in my mind, being just a cocky asshole, I showed up being like, I just got to do it twice. What's the big deal? 
And then at 31k, I think. That's like, when the wheels right fell off? Sign, <laughs> no, they just literally seized up and stopped working. Ooh. So, awesome. thank you. Thank you. That was also the first time in my life that I, like, seized cramped, where, like, my legs just literally stopped. Yeah. Um, and I stood on the side of the road in running motion until somebody walked by and gave me a Coca-Cola. Coke, was it a flat Coke? Yeah, it's just... Is that not the most amazing? Yeah. A flat Coke, 30k into a run. Yeah. Have you ever had raw potato in salt at about 30 to 40k marker? No, but I've eaten like like baked sweet potato. Yeah. Yeah. I've never. It was almost like candy because you're so dehydrated. Yeah. I did so a. Uh, we also talked about the difference between like road running versus trail running, and uh, when I was in Vancouver, I got into a lot more of the trail running. We talked about the differences. How road running, it's nice because that's where you experience the runners high, or at least for me. Like, you, you zone out, you kind of find into a rhythm, you blank out, that's when you reach runner's high, that euphoria. It's more of just turning off, where you can, like, dive into a music or a podcast or just disappear into nothing and turn off. And that's, I think, the nice thing about road running. Versus trail running, where you have to stay attention because there's markers, you could trip over a route. If you aren't paying attention, mauled by a bear, raped by a doe, fall off a cliff, who knows, right? <laughs> Um, but I did a, uh, it was a 50 kilometer run, uh, Frosty Mountain. Uh, it was basically up two mountains that you had to climb. And at around like the 40K marker, where you're dehydrated, you've been running down a mountain for most of the day. Uh, somebody just had like flat cans of Coke and raw potato and you dip it into like salt. So like they had like a bowl of just salt to take a raw potato piece. Thank you. Thank you very much. He's had a couple bites. Your review? <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Right. It hasn't Perfect. changed his life. He's no, no. It's <laughs> Thank you very much. Two left. <laughs> we were told by the waitress the tacos here would change our lives. And I'm one down and actually it's quite good. I, I think she actually poisoned them is what she means. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah. oh, yeah. You're, you're done. So they're they're black, actually very good. Black and salt potato. Yeah, but... I had it, but your body's so depleted of salt, it, it, it's sweet, so like a raw potato in salt and a Coca-Cola was like the best meal I ever had. Yeah. So it was amazing, and then it fuels you for the last 10K. Yeah. It's amazing what your body needs that far into a run and what you're willing to do. Uh, fuel at a random topic, but we also did a 100-kilometer stage race across the Sahara Desert, which was crazy as well. So it was basically over four days, 100 kilometers over the Sahara Desert, I think I talked about it last time where it was uh, put on by like a Roman catering company. So we were very well fed, very well uh, taken care of the whole time, but it was a long, hard race. And they would serve Nutella packets like for breakfast, but it got to the point where we're so sick of having like gels or goo or even like the gummies, like the gel gummies for um, like protein or substance along the race. It got to the point where we would just like drink Nutella and then put it in our camel bags because it was, it was, it was just sugar. It was just calories that we needed because our body was consuming and I couldn't taste goo because, yeah, yeah, like at a gel, it's basically, and I thought, for those who don't know, like a goo or a gel is basically like calories that runners or athletes can have, like, during the, like a sugar goo. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just, your body needs sugar, it needs calories you're consuming, so it's fuel during the race. I thought, you get sick of them though, right? Like, they come in fun flavors, so I thought I'd get the natural flavor where it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah about 10 of those or into like a whole case of those you realize it's like taking a shot in the back of the mouth you're swallowing loads for a whole run so <laughs> and then you get that mental image and like every time you swallow it's like a brick uh, 
so Nutella was a very welcome <laughs> change of pace. Oh, you're right. Yeah. When you get something different on the course, you don't realize how much you needed it until you're eating it. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, I need another one. But yeah. So anyway, so I was three. I was just under four hours, and then same thing, New York. Uh, when I did New York, I was just under four hours. Same idea. I got injured like three weeks before. I pulled my calf, so that was more just go and do it and enjoy the scenery, which I did, and it was awesome. Yeah, but I heard New York. Obviously, you can't go fast unless you're up the front because of how crowded New York is. Yeah, I think there was closer to fifty thousand that did that one when I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Were you close. one of the first waves that went, or were you there? Up. Sorry. No, you have to start. You start in five different tiers, and actually, I think there's four or five different courses for New York because oh, everybody okay. starts in Staten Island. You run across the bridge um, into Queens, okay. And when you get into Queens, everybody comes off the bridge, and they all because it's a double-decker bridge. Yeah. So they all go actually different ways, and then we meet up at like 10k down the road. So we all finish. Is that new? Because again, I haven't really been running for probably the last five or six years. Um, so I haven't been paying attention, but I, I never heard about that from New York because maybe that's yeah. they did that because I've heard that it's impossible to run fast because of how busy it is. You're basically shoulder to shoulder. Well, on that bridge for the first 5K, yeah. you are shoulder to shoulder and you can only go as fast as the guy in front of you. That's exactly, it's like a peloton of running. Like yeah. you're basically going as fast as everybody else because you can't speed up, you can't slow down, yeah. you're just you're just going that pace. But what New York was really good at um, was they grouped you in your your running pace. Yeah, yeah. So you, when you signed up, you had to actually include a link. And Tokyo did the same, so maybe it's all the world majors, I don't know. You had to actually submit a link of, like, proving your marathon time. Yeah. So they grouped me in with people that were my same speed. And and for those that don't know, uh, they usually have pace bunnies. Yes. People that are either, like, volunteers or some races they're hired. Yeah. That they run often enough. They know, okay, I can comfortably run a... 450 marathon and I know the pace so they have a little sign on them and they run 450 pace and that's your pace bunny stay so if you want to if you want to qualify find the pace bunny that's 305 and just stay with them sprint along your your pace bunny the whole way so yeah, anyways exactly just, right well that's exactly right so but anyway yeah so that's uh my running career in a nutshell which isn't that exciting but it's just a goal I, for I, me it's a life goal it's I don't know if, if there's if anybody else is going to be as entertained by a running podcast but I, I'm gr- drawn to it Anybody that maybe I think does, are nerds though, right? we totally are. We're yeah. such nerds yeah. <laughs> because we just talked about like. Hey, look, goons. you just walked in. Look at this guy. <laughs> He's so he under- he does have his own drink. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna have a. a I wonder. If, I wonder if anybody got pregnant uh, <laughs> just from him walking in the door. Uh, my ovaries, they felt it. They, they swelled? They swelled a little bit. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is so funny. Can we get his attention? We'll is he already sitting? I think he is, but we'll flag him down. Okay. We'll order him a, a beer or a shot. We'll order him a shot. Send it over to him. We'll order him a beer that he can't drink because he's allergic to it. And then he'll send it back. And then he'll send it back so yeah. we get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send him let's, two beers. Okay, <laughs> Done. Okay, so I brought this up an hour ago. My favorite turtles football story okay yes yeah you said that you were gonna eventually get to it and, and now that and we're half an hour in this is normally when i would pull the plug but right. alan has shit on me enough about pulling the plug too Actually, quickly on on pods we do need a couple longer ones i am really looking forward to you guys being in may long and i hope you just keep it recording because some yeah. of my long training runs that i'm doing right now <laughs> like 30k i need a solid two and a half hours of content fair enough okay? fair enough so if you could help me with that and here's here's where my 
thinking came from is that like when I listen to podcasts or when I I, I agree during either longer days or I put it on when I do like house chores or when I'm going for runs or training it's nice to have those ones but for like a general listener I think 45 minutes is kind of that that perfect timeline where it's entertaining we're not maybe rambling or running on we're still keeping people interested but we're keep, we're, people aren't like, okay, they I'm ready more. for it. They, they want more. So, no, that's fair. Okay. So I think you're the, will. You're the pro here. Not the <laughs> I'm not a pro so. at all. We, we've all heard. We can hear how badly I fuck it up on a regular basis. Okay. <laughs> or how much I interrupt everybody. No, no. <laughs> so, it's all good. But so. yes, uh, the plan is that I'm, I'm thinking that for most of June will be, June will be May Long podcast. Yeah. So we'll just like have it. the it recording for most of the time. I'm going to have to edit my balls off because <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to just say whatever and then put it out there without all of us losing our jobs and getting canceled. Yeah. Um, so it will take a fair bit of editing, but I, we will get tons of content over the four days that I we're there. It. I look plus, forward to it. Plus we have a six hour drive there and back. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of content as well that okay. we'll be able to, to put in there. So the reason I, I like that couple of reasons. I interrupted again. We will get to your story. (laughs) Eventually, I will let you talk. But the reason why I wanted to meet up with you is, one, this does give me a little bit of a buffer. So it gives me at least an extra week where I can put this podcast out. We can get to know about Hoagie. uh, And then I can edit all of the hours upon hours of May Long content. Uh, But then also, I'll save it. But, But they already know by now that... I needed to get, I needed to get night one hoagie. When, when are the, for the this hats? This would come out after me long, so this is okay. going to come out. Everybody okay. has your gifts, so we can announce. I want to again. Remind, I had to pick up hats because you are not coming, but we wanted to keep the tradition of the swag. So I, I, I let everybody know this is from Uncle Drew. <laughs> This is not a, a Corey swag, but I'm 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 very excited that oh. uh, that the, the, they, they clean too. It's they're so much nicer than anything I could have done. No, no. So these are slick. This was something that we actually discussed during the turtle season. Mm-hmm. Because we I did, and I forgot. We actually sat there and we were at Pazers. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, I forget. I think I even showed you a mock-up. You did. Like, Check this out. I think yeah. we should get these hats. And you're like, fuck yeah, do it. And I'm like, okay, done. Nobody know, nobody needs to know until May long. Yeah. And now we're here. Which is a good thing I forgot because I probably would have let the cat out of the bag. I'm not good with secrets. Because <laughs> even when, like, there's always somebody that I have to run swag ideas by. So somebody else knows because I can't keep that secret entirely to myself. Yeah, but this is good. And yeah. it was one of those where I listened to the episode, I don't know, a few where weeks we talk ago swag, yeah. we talked swag and there's nothing coming May long. And I think I heard Chuck in the background say something like, oh, we should do hats next time or something like this. Maybe it wasn't Chuck, doesn't matter. And I was like, shit, I better let you know right away. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck, hey, don't forget we got these hats. Like, don't let anybody or don't pick up more hats. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway. I so, so yeah, I, uh, I, I wanted to do that. But going back yeah. to, to the main Long. So my, it's not even particular. Well, it is particular to May Long. But my God, how has nobody brought up their favorite story of the Turtles when we're down by, or we're tied in the semifinal? And we need like a 60, no, it wasn't that long. It was maybe a 45-yard punt to air through the end zone for us to win the game. Everybody knows we're going to punt it, except we line up in our normal formation. Chuck takes the snap. Now the defense isn't even backing up to receive a punt or put a guy in the end zone to punt it out or nothing because they think we're just going to run a Hail Mary or some kind of play. We run Dave on like a little 10-yard stop, 10-yard out to the right so he could catch it, take two steps in turn and punt it, and the ball actually makes it through the end zone, and we win that game in a rouge. 
The, which, by the way, historically, that is the turtle's move. Exactly. Winning by a rouge. How many games have we done that? Have we won by a rouge? Name games anywhere that win by a rouge, and the fact that we have multiple tournaments, guaranteed we're going to win at least one game by a rouge this weekend. But I, that was, and that was my May long experience, seeing all of the joy. <laughs> so going into that game, I remember having blisters on my feet that I couldn't walk. My legs yeah. were already gassed. We had injuries. And we're sitting there like, hey, if we lose this game, who cares? We're all going to get pinned at the beer gardens. And then we win, and we were so excited. <laughs> and then we're like, well, I guess we're still going to the beer gardens. <laughs> like, and then played the final and, and lost, but that's the way it goes. But that's, that's the fact that we're 40 and we can still get to the final. I think that's a pretty yeah. proud achievement. Yeah. Be like, listen, young blood. We, we old men. Old you. We're here. Yeah. You were making fun of us on uh, Friday night. Yeah. We're here. We're still here. <laughs> You're probably going to trounce us, yeah. but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here. And uh, we lost by one, one score in the final. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, we, we, we weren't blown too. out. Yeah. We, it was close. Um, and I think we have a legitimate, legitimate shot now that we're in the B League. As long as we can keep uh, our legs healthy and nobody goes down, yeah. uh, then I think we'll be okay. Um, yeah. I think that is a definitely a, a very tried and true. But that's that's the nice thing about getting multiple voices is that there's 20 years. Different lenses, 100%. Different lenses. I also like that nobody had confidence. Okay, I'm not going to say no. I had no confidence in Dave making that kick. Because I've seen the practice punts, and he even said, like, this is a long that's why punt. That's had to run a play for him to get 10 more 10 yards. 10 more yards. Because it, it, like, I want to say it was half field. But was it even? I think it was close. I think we snapped just on the other side of half, like yeah. just, on, just on their side of half. So it was at but least like a 45-yard kick yeah, that he cl- hit clean. Yeah. The practice ones he leaning up to that were not going that far, so I think he was even surprised that he made still, it. And it still bounced and it didn't fly through. That's why we were all like, what fucking idiots, why did that guy in the end? <laughs> yeah. the end zone to kick it out, but anyways. No, yeah. that was fun. So. That was fun. Uh, I, was, I was really glad that you came up last year. I think it was a great addition, not just for the team, but even just like you fit so well in that dynamic, and I think just perfectly. I love how and, and <laughs> right away you were just and like you were just right there with it. So just an immediate fit. So I, I, I like that. That was good. Oh, yeah. uh, we had it's a, good time. a good time. We are at about the forty minute, and yeah. I do think that we should maybe wrap up. Yeah. Save it for another day, but do you have any other, other closing thoughts or, or any last words before? Um... I, I like the fact, like just pertaining to this podcast, to be honest with you, I like the fact that you're keeping it going. It's not an easy thing to start, and I think the whole point is it's just the point of doing something, and I don't mean like do something in particular like you're a guy that does nothing. It's, it's like anything, I think, in general, whether it's business and life, it's like you have an idea, just try it. Yeah. And that's what I love about this, and that's what's so entertaining for me is it's like it's not about the sound effects, it's not about the mic's not loud enough or mic's too loud or you know Jamie's got to turn down his <laughs> hearing aid or something like this. Everyone's got to get everybody's got to cater to Jamie. But you know I laugh about that type of stuff. But I'm just joking, of course. But but it's more like just try it and see what happens, and it's fun and it's entertainment for everybody. It keeps everybody excited. And, so I'm glad you're doing yeah. it. It's awesome. Well, I, I keep saying it. Like, I love my friends. I wish I could see you guys yeah. more. I know, like, being an adult, like, things happen. But this is just my way of, of keeping everybody engaged. It, it's an excuse for me to make uh, time for my friends. And, like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. Ash, I gotta go do a podcast. It's like, <laughs> why? It's not I'm a job. Schedule. Oh, schedule. Yeah. They're, 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 they're expecting it. <laughs> so. Awesome. Thank you. Sounds great. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, I guess we'll... Uh, 
from from uh, Kaylee's, uh, uh, another unofficial sponsor. That's it for episode, I guess, eight? Uh, eight? Nine? What are we on? This would be nine. We're on sure. episode nine now. Okay. All right. All right. I love it. And we'll uh, order these beers for Sean and get them sent back. I can't sounds, wait. <laughs> sounds good. here. I'm all for a bit of fun, but out in the rain? Out here? This is ridiculous. Oh, there's some people. Hello, hi. Hey, guys. Hi there. Um, I'm here from the personal ad. I searched gangbang and your gang brawl was the first time to get him popping. Oh, okay. And I'm Rumble. I'm Shagger. Oh, really nice to meet you. to it, again, yeah? Okay, yeah. It came to my attention. You may have a real big mind. You got Thank more you. attention, which means you got fucked now. Cotton swagging, showing off. Your peacock and hit a nerve. Now I got you in my clutches. Open wide, you bout get served. Hey, what's up? I'm kind of new here. Not really sure what's going on. You look so intimate, so close together. I guess I'll watch for now. Wait, are we in a song? Get to the max, son. Rough you up while I pin you down. I'd like to explain the Scratching, clawing, scraping, ripping. I don't get tired. I'm here all night. Oh, look up for flossy grills, cause shaggers, chompers lack to buy. I get the idea if you boys will let me play along. I'll bring the climax to this rock hard looped up freaking eeky gangbang song. It's about to get mental. Yeah. Come on then, the time is now. If you come. want it, come and get it. Oh my god, spit in my mouth. Oxivia. Yeah, and my tushy pussy. Oh man. Whenever you want it, all the time. Come on, boys, take your dicks out. Oh, word. Wait, you guys aren't. Uh, no. Oh. Okay, bye. And that's a shame. Dude's got a stoop to homophobic material in search of the lowest possible laugh. I think it's more than that. I think it's reflecting a satirical mirror at the 90s and 2000s hip hop genre, which notoriously abused homophobic words uh -huh. like fag or poof. Or simultaneously, the lyrics of oh, yeah. hypermasculine bravado yeah. could sound at times mm -hmm. quite sexual in nature, right. creating an interesting juxtaposition Word. in a song's content versus its actual meaning. Oh, dope. Yeah. So you want to go get a sandwich? Fuck, you read my mind. And now, a small clip of the car ride home from Kelowna with Corey and Dave. Heads up, spoilers, woo! Right, well, we're coming up on a little bit of traffic. I guess we're heading... Where are we? Where do you say, Dave? Where are we? Where are we on the highway right now? We are about 2K from Revelstoke. There is a traffic light. One of the only ones on the highway, and we are just going to sit in this little line. <laughs> it might be a fairly good drive back home, because we're on our way back from Kelowna. As Dave mentioned before, it is the most depressing day of the year. Oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> Everybody's sore, especially after playing Iron Man all weekend. Just a little bit hungover. Oh, mildly. Mildly hungover. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I went on a drunken stumble, a little bit of a walkabout. One of those ones where you realize that uh, you're ready to be home. Mm right when you realize you're the farthest you've ever been from your hotel. You're like, yeah. okay, I guess I just start my walk, so... Uh, like I didn't burn enough calories yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just 
get a few more. Just the permanent, like, dehydrated. Like, it's worse than a hangover mouth because it's like you're dehydrated from all of the football on top of the hangover mouth, so. It's real easy to fall asleep when you get home, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's not so much falling asleep, just like slipping into the unconscious. Uh, yeah. Uh, we might not get tons of battery life. I doubt my computer, <laughs> which is flashing the red battery symbol, is going to give us as much time as the cell phone that you guys got the one time. But we'll see how long this goes. We'll see what we can do for even just some content. Might not be as rowdy as the last couple, uh, especially when Chuck was trying to... I haven't listened to it yet. Well, by this point, we will have heard Charles's rant. <laughs> And we'll let you guys decide if he was angry at me for no reason, or if he had legitimate points that he was making. <laughs> I imagine somewhere in there was a point that Charles was trying to make. <laughs> but uh, we, we kind of talked yesterday before going out. Quick highlights, but was there anything that stood out to you? Not many highlights from this weekend, but what was, what was would you say a highlight from this weekend was for you? Maybe even on and off the field. As always, Dave comes in clutch. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Felt good. Honestly, the body held up better than I thought it was going to in Kelowna. He only played three games. That is true. So we had that on our side. Yeah, only three. <laughs> I mean, it was survival football right from the beginning. But yeah. I'd say just overall, lots of fun. I mean, our performance wasn't... Uh, up to what I think our standards have become in Kelowna, but yeah, yeah, and I think I think we've all had that come to Jesus talk, mm -hmm. right? So, um, yeah, I don't really have any on field. There is, I don't know if you saw it, but there was uh, somebody taking photos and videos. Oh, the guy with the beard. Yes, mm. of our first game. So he actually got some pretty cool action shots. Okay. Uh, the one of me, of course. Is uh, I'm yelling at a ref, like my hands in the that air, doesn't sound like you. screaming at a ref, and everyone's laughing. So <laughs> I think it's kind of a perfect action shot for myself. You probably had a couple opportunities to capture that moment. Uh, there's also another one where I came off the sidelines that first game, dying, and that's when he starts taking photos of me. I was like, dude, I'm out there making awesome plays and looking cool with my sleeves rolled up. Take a photo of me out there, not when I'm dying and sucking wind on the sideline. So then I threw my water bottle at him. <laughs> so it's a nice action shot of me, uh, not like rifling at him, but yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. I wish I, I wish I had a better attitude about losing. I'm a poor sport, I guess. I, I kind of it humbled me in a way I don't think I was ready to be humbled this weekend. Losing sucks, man. So yeah, I, I I will admit I had a little bit of a poopy pants party. I'm well aware. Ooh. Let me have my emotions. I didn't. I lost three <laughs> games of poop. This weekend, I oh. lost three football games. It was, it was not a good weekend. What is happening, boys? What is happening? Freaky Friday, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody made it, uh, I think, at least on their way home. So nobody died. So that's good. Successful Columbus trip in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, the food all weekend was pretty solid. Oh, yeah. I think uh, we were smarter that we actually, like, <laughs> no booked ahead. Made yeah. reservations instead of just wandering around and trying was, to find places. It was fantastic to just be able to walk in and sit down and start drinking. Yeah. 
Uh, the shafts were quite lovely. Uh-huh. Uh, shared a nice little bottle of white wine. <laughs> That was, you know what? I like that we're at the age where we no longer have to pretend like we're really big tough guys. Everyone's ordering beers and shots, and we're the team at the beer gardens. Oh, uh, we'll have a case of white claws, please. <laughs> that's, that's right. And a margarita, maybe? Ooh, yeah, and a round of margaritas. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Those chili lime ones are pretty solid. Uh, solid chili lime? It's uh, solid. It makes me taste. I feel like I have to have tacos. Whenever I have a chili lime margarita, like it almost doesn't make sense. You know what, Amy? Here, Queen, we will rock you. You have to hear another one bites of dust at the same time. Like you have to have lime margarita with a taco. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always good times. Always good times. Butter chicken never disappoints. Oh fuck! It was so delicious. <laughs> so delicious hit the highlights we we did not and for those that did not come you'll notice that there's a pretty significant miss uh where we did not have a poker night so uh so i know a lot of people were really hoping that we would just have the the microphone out and then they would have that uh, rambling obnoxious laughter from everybody everyone probably talking all over each other it uh, becoming more and more incoherent we apologize we did not have that poor sight on our, our poor foresight Insight, foresight. Someone Al usually brings poker chips, but I think Al and the uh, Luntz so. as well. Yeah. Luntz usually brings yeah. it. So we did, we obviously <laughs> nobody thought that far ahead. So we did get some beer pong in. Yeah. Uh, multiple hot tubs were lovely. The outdoor pool being closed was a real kick in the nuts. It was. Uh, it, yeah. It, the, we the a lot of left curveballs. Left curveballs. Brain speak talk, Corey. <laughs> Well, this has been a great episode, guys. Uh, glad you were able to... <laughs> but no, like, yeah, having uh, no outdoor pool, no hot tub on the outdoor. Um, we weren't prepared with poker. It's the first time I've been in the lake. The lake was actually really nice. Yeah. And I think that may... Continue. Continue, because instead of having to race around and do an ice bath, bath and only have one guy go at a time, you should grab a case, head to the beach... Water's cold enough, yeah. Minus all, like, the pussy willows and goose shit that we had to... 100%. But other than that... <laughs> I don't know. Did you have a Lickin' Bundy's shower? <laughs> I don't know what those guys were doing. But I go and use the shower, and the tub that's right beside the shower, there's, like, leaves and, like, twigs. Like, guys, what did you do? <laughs> what nature, is that? little nature walk. <laughs> little nature walk into the forest. Did you like pick up a tree, scratch your back with it, Bundan, and then just throw it into your shower and you're done? What happened there? He could do that. He's strong enough. It really is. We're starting to see some sunlight, so that's nice. We've been followed by the same rain cloud ever since we left Kelowna, which is also very fitting because it is the. The battery died, so that's all you bitches get for now. So suck it. Penis.